The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Season 4 of The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkillstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about automation and how it is helping retailers stay customer-focused amidst a variety of challenges, including supply chain disruptions and more. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Doug LeBon, CMO at Sin7. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. Excited to share with you the latest on supply chain and changes going on in the market. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. So why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself, uh, as well as what you're currently doing as CMO at Sin7. So I joined Sin7 about two years ago after five years at a company called Zero, cloud accounting company with over 2 million customers worldwide, and before that at Sage Software. So I've been in the automation, accounting, and cloud software business uh, for a number of years. And super excited about the progress that we're making at Sin7. And I lead the product marketing, the marketing, the voice of customer and service design aspects of our business. Great, great. Well, yeah, let's let's dive in then. So we're we're here to talk about a few challenges that retailers are facing today as they struggle to stay customer focused. So let's start by talking about some of the supply chain issues that retailers face. Uh, can you describe the current state of things and the strain this is putting on retailers? Certainly. I, I think you're on a key topic here. There's a lot of stresses in the economy. So there's inflation and prices are going up. So we see that our customers, and we have over 8,000 customers, are thinking about their pricing strategy and how to be fair to the customers and create a great experience so that loyal customers continue that loyalty without feeling the pressure of inflation. We also see at the same time supply chain challenges. So one of our many retailer clients, a fashion designer, Megan Fabulous, and you you know fashion is very season oriented. So they're ordering product, but it's arriving after the peak season for that. So lots of businesses are struggling with the delivery of the product at the right time when customers want to purchase it. And the third one, which I think we're all thinking a lot about is, is there a recession on the horizon? Will consumers close their wallets and stop purchasing or slowing their purchasing? So those three factors are really uh, coming together to create challenges. Yeah. So how can increased automation of inventory help retailers alleviate some of the challenges associated with supply chain disruption? 
Well, I would start by dividing the world into two types of businesses. You have businesses that have, they're established, they're successful, but they're running on desktop and server-based technologies. In our study, we've done a study of 4,000 businesses in the U.S. and the U.K., and 86% of businesses still have a lot of on-premise old software. Those businesses are really struggling because they can't get real-time information about customer purchases, about their inventory, and consumer changes. The second type of businesses have moved to the cloud, and now they're natively integrated, meaning they have direct connections to their online marketplaces, to their retail stores. They can see their inventory in a physical retail store and online at the same time. The second group of businesses are thriving in large part because the automation reduces a lot of the manual work and a lot of the manual errors. So platforms like Sin7 can uh, be used by retailers to, uh, to help with some of this. Can you talk a little bit about how your platform works and maybe how it differs from some other solutions that might be available? Excellent. I'll, I'll use a couple terms that I think everybody will be familiar with. So a 360-degree view of your business or a customer 360, being able to see everything about your customer. And those are long-term trends, and people are at various stages of maturity and achieving those. What we provide is a 360-degree view of your inventory. So you can know at any time, you can open a browser, you can open a mobile device, and know exactly how many you have in stock, in what locations, in what colors and sizes, in your stores, in your 3PL warehouses, or somewhere in your supply chain. So we give that 360-degree visibility in real time to our customers. That's great. Well, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's talk about another challenge now, switch gears a little bit, inflation. So you know, how has inflation affected these companies, and, and what are the best methods that retailers can use to maintain profitability despite fluctuations in inflation? Well, Greg, I think you picked on the hardest topic there. Sorry. <laughs> at, at a starting point, and it, it's perhaps the basics, is a retailer can't be successful if you sell a product for less than you paid for it. So the purchase price. What is hard for many businesses is also to understand all the handling costs and shipping costs that come from the point of location. So maybe you manufacture a product in Vietnam with contract manufacturer, it's shipped through Los Angeles, there are shipping delays in the Los Angeles Harbor, and then you're going to put it for sale in your online stores and you're deciding between your own online store or Amazon and how to price that. First, my sympathy to everybody that struggles with that. That is hard. What can make it a lot easier, though, is understanding your total cost of the product and the total availability of the product. So if you know what's available, then you can sell it to the most profitable channel. Sometimes Amazon's going to be more profitable than your online store. And other times you're going to want to send it to the physical retailer. When you add inflation to that, You have to anticipate what your cost to replace that inventory is. So your prices today may reflect the inventory that you bought six months ago on a slow supply chain. So you can still, on paper, provide a profit if you're reporting to your investors. However, you can't replace that inventory at the same price. So you have to anticipate 
how that cost flows through your supply chain and ultimately to the customer. Got it. Got it. So, you know, we've talked about uh, inflation, we've talked about supply chain issues, you know, what, what else, what else is there? That's, that's enough in, in and of itself, but you know, what other changes, trends, or competitive forces have your customers been experiencing and how have the most successful ones adapted? I like both of your questions. The first one is the reality everybody faces is a labor shortage. Yeah. So not only that, if you're focused on delivering great customer experiences, you may not be able to hire the people that you want. They may not be able to staff in the right locations or find the digital marketing skills that you need. So there is a significant challenges. What I can say with excitement and optimism is in our study of 4,000 businesses, we found about 10% of those businesses, they were growing 40% faster than the year before. Everybody wants to know, like, what are the most successful businesses are doing? So we double-clicked on that interviewed a number of them and looked at what were the common traits of those high-performing businesses. And I would boil it down, the findings, to very simple things. First one is they're working with great technology. So they're using modern in-the-cloud technology so that they can understand where their product is, as we've spoken about supply chain. But Greg, one of the surprising facts is it, it is also a much more enjoyable employee experience to use modern technology. I suppose pre-pandemic, all of us can remember when you walked into a retail store and you said, hey, I want to buy this particular size. And the retail associate at the desk said, well, unfortunately, we're out of stock. Let me call around to other locations and see if I can find that. Yeah. Well, if you have a fully staffed team and you don't care about cost, you can afford to have a retail associate call all the locations and think of how long you as a customer standing there and how much it was costing the business. With today's cloud technology, they look at their mobile device, they tap it twice and say, would you like it delivered to your home this evening or would you like it tomorrow? There's a $5 service charge for that. Or we can deliver it two days from now at no charge. What would you like, uh, dear customer? Think of the employee experience there of waiting, making all those calls, getting, you know, the customer increasingly anxious about waiting so long versus tap your device and have the answer. So great customer experiences come from these modern technologies that enable both a beautiful customer experience and an employee experience. Yeah, that's that's so great. And I think in retail is definitely one of those Retail is definitely one of those areas where the employee experience is so, you know, it can be so closely related to customer experience simply because there's frontline employees and, um, you know, that that sometimes face to face relationship is is so important. So that's 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 great to hear. Um, let's uh, now talk a little bit about Sin7's business as well. So how is the pandemic and all the related challenges affected? your outreach and approach to your customers? Uh, did you experience any significant pivots in direction or anything like that? So Greg, that's a good question. And I think like many businesses, when the pandemic hit in March, 2020, the concern was like, what's gonna happen to the economy? And there was a big push to the online. And our software enables a retailer to be able to quickly turn on an online store and to sell to the customers the way they want to buy. So if the store is closed, they were able to buy online. 
So that helped our business. And there's a business called Pepcor Specialty. And they were a traditional retail store with physical locations. And they did not have a single online store. We were able for that business, and this is a large blue chip business, to open five e-commerce stores in less than four months. Wow. So we were able to turn on these stores and create and deliver great experiences in a modern SaaS world for a business that had very old legacy software. So that that helped us kind of act one of the pandemic. Yeah, that's great. Act two of the pandemic was people returning to store shopping. So now people who have been selling online go, wow, my Shopify store, my online store looks beautiful. But when I'm standing behind the desk and looking at my old point of sale system, it's looking pretty old and tired. And by the way, it's not connected to my online store. So I can't tell what stock I have and what the customer purchased last time. If they ask me like, what size did I buy last time? So now we're seeing as the retail stores open, people want to modernize their point of sales experiences. And we help with that by bringing that 360 degree view of the inventory. Now, I think the third act is all the uncertainty about what's going on in the world. Is there going to be a recession? And it raises the question for many people, is this the right time to invest in technology? And we compete in an area which is closely aligned to, but different than traditional ERPs. So if you go out and you shop for an ERP and you say, hey, I think my business is ready for that, you're going to get a price tag of, say, $100,000 a year for the software and, say, $300,000 to implement that. And And businesses are wondering, like, is that a good investment? I see the return from that. I know it can create better customer experiences, will be more efficient. But what if the economy slows down and we've just made that $500,000 investment? That third act actually plays very favorable to us because our software and the implementation is less than $50,000. If the economy gets tight, we're well positioned because we deliver great value for the dollar. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And along those lines, I think you've touched on this already, but how do you stay customer focused to really understand and anticipate some of what you're talking about is kind of paying attention to the trends, whether it's economic or or otherwise. But how do you how do you stay customer focused so you can better understand other aspects and empathize with what your customers are either were experiencing or are experiencing? Greg, I'm glad you answered that because I skipped the second part of our big study of what distinguished those top 10% of four performers. Yeah. And I hope your audience has a lot of consultants in the audience because <laughs> the second thing that made that stood out that was very different for the top 10% was their use of experts. So if you're running a business and I'm the chief marketing officer of our business, I actually have five digital marketing coaches or experts that I work with. So I get the brain power of an army of smart people to run our business. And I feel for the person that's out there in the CMO or the customer experience person that doesn't have their network of experts. And I say this from a point of data where those top 10% had on average five different experts consulting for their business. So I think the first mistake you could make in your customer experience is to try to do it on your own. 
or to try to run workshops internally within your business. Yeah. The benefit of an expert and the speed to answer is so significant that uh, that would be the starting point. That's great. That's great. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up here, and this is kind of an, an open-ended question here, but you know, what's, what's one piece of advice you would give given everything we talked about? We, we really ran the gamut here, but you know, what's one piece of advice you would have for online retailers as they navigate the months ahead? I think, Greg, that's an excellent question. And I think that your podcast, The Agile Brand, has the secret. The world is in a rapid state of change with big forces that we spoke about. And I think that when you work with experts and you have cloud technologies, your ability to change your sourcing strategy, to adapt to customer changes in the way they buy or the frequency that they buy is so significantly better that getting great automation and the experts to teach your business how to use it is the critical best answer to a challenging economy. The second answer I'd give is like, don't stay where you're at. The only lose strategy is to stay on old technology and not change the way you're doing the business. For those people that might be thinking, well, hey, let's wait for 2023 when everything calms down and the world's going to be simpler. I give this advice. It's not going to be. It's going to be more complicated in 2023. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's, I I think those, those were the same people that were saying things like that in 2019 as well. Right. And (laughs) we're uh, surprised a bit, right? Very true. Yeah. Well, Doug, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, For those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you and Sin7 are doing? Well, Greg, I appreciate that. And I listen to your show often. So I encourage people to start there and your guest speakers are are excellent. So please continue that. The second thing, for those that are interested, we have a resource center, lots of these industry studies, and you can find them at sin7.com. That's C-I-N as for connectedinventory.com. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Doug Laban, CMO at Sin7, for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkillstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.